Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for October 11th, 2020. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us. Middle of October. And this is uh, what we used to call Columbus Day, a weekend holiday, Um, uh, what we call PC or political correctness. Well, uh, uh, Native American sensitivities would say, "Well, uh, Columbus Day was Columbus was not a hero. <laughs> he didn't discover North America. <laughs> he invaded us, and so forth." So I think they uh, <clears throat> changed the holiday to President's Day or something like this. I'm not sure um, actually what the middle of October or October 12th, the theme is. It could be, um, you know, in terms of national holidays, I've mentioned this before, but I was thinking for Buddhist families, uh, they should piggyback on uh, the well, what, what the attention, the focus on uh, national holidays, where the whole culture uh, and society, you know, uh, the attention gets focused there. Why not piggyback on that and introduce a Buddhist theme to go along with it? You know, just be creatively each family on their own. Say, well. Uh, <clears throat> This is this holiday, and then the kids are all excited and say, "Well, this is this is when we celebrate this." Okay, maybe for middle of October, you could talk about uh, the theme of harvest and how that might be related to to uh, <clears throat> some Dharma teachings, or well, Halloween's coming. Uh, how about on that day, you piggyback and say. Yeah, okay, we're going to, this is culturally what we do, and then 
But we could also talk about the nature of masks, social roles, or something like this, and and make a teaching out of that. Or maybe in autumn, uh, one of the autumn times, uh, you could talk about the maple leaves falling down, <laughs> so in front, so in back, that famous haiku. Well, <laughs> I want to introduce today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Brandon Shoyo, who was part of the LM11 group, and he lives in Florida. So we'd like to hear from Brandon Shoyo. Hello, this is Brandon Shoyo from Florida. The title of my Dharma talk today is Breaking Apart the Ego Operating System. In the West, we view the world from a position of small self. The daily chatter that fills our minds constantly clings to thoughts and ideas. Ideas and thoughts such as, what's in it for me? How will I look if I do this? How will I win and how will they lose? Our Western mind prefers to think small as in I or this sort of private small self. Our ego prefers to see the world in a dualistic way. Our current operating system, let's call it the ego operating system, leads us on a path of confusion that spares little opportunity for compassion for what we are quick to label as other. In our current state, how will we find peace? How will we find collective enlightenment? Our ego operating system is about to enter a season it will thrive on. You know the season. It's the time of year we refer to as election season. The November election is coming up. This is when we divide up in our country. This is when we divide up in our different teams and our different camps. We begin thinking with either-or thoughts. We find moments of comparison, opposition. We find ourselves describing people or parties as good or evil or smart or dumb. Our simplistic way of thinking does nothing for compassion. Our ego simply creates lines of division. As a teacher by profession, I realize a dualistic mind can be a function of practical life. But I know as a Buddhist practitioner that a dualistic mind cannot process things like infinity, death, love, or even enlightenment. Oh, and wait, true compassion. You know, true compassion where the ego self begins to dissolve. So in the next few weeks, as the election approaches... Let's find time to center our breaths and sit in silence. Let us remember that labels such as liberal or conservative are in their own or are in their very essence dualistic terms. In dualism we find division. With a mind filled with compassion, we can dismantle the ego operating system to the point where we can look at our neighbor, our friend, our family member, 
or even a stranger. And remember, we all belong. That's kind of a mantra that I've been trying to repeat to myself lately. We all belong. We all belong. We belong to this moment. We belong to each other. When we dismantle the ego operating system, we enter our. At the point of true interbeing, we catch a glimpse of ultimate reality. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was thinking when the statement was, you know, what's in it for me? Okay. This is the either or thinking and uh I me mine, uh the dualism, uh oneself versus the other. Okay. And uh I remember my father, Reverend Gyome Kubos, in one of his articles I think it was I think it was in a preface or introduction to one of his books where he in the introduction he was talking about how the western attitude basic attitude is such that uh it is centered on <laughs> centered self-centered what's in it for me and one example he gave is if someone uh, you were asking someone to to join a uh, organization and say, "Well, here you know you just pay this membership dues and and then the prospect would say, uh, "Oh, what's in it for me? Okay. If I pay these dues, what do I get?" <laughs> you know And he used this as an example. my father used this as an example of you know, this this kind of attitude, self-centered attitude, pervades, it, it's just so pervasive, we don't even hardly think of it as, oh, there are options in terms of our operating system. Okay. This dualistic small ego operating system uh, is so fundamental to the human condition, human nature that so we don't even, uh, not even aware of it, let alone uh, look for options or, you know, and uh, <clears throat> us versus them. Here I am. What can you do for me? Okay. What do I get if I pay this? You know, what do I get? Okay, kind of like an economic uh, 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 metaphor, okay, for our transactions, okay. Oh, and my father would apply the same thing to uh, when for marriages. Well, husband, the two spouses, the one says, uh, okay, this is a partnership. And we got to each do our part. I do 50%, you do 50%. Uh, and my father would often say, no, no, uh, it's not that 50 plus 50 equals 100. 
the Buddhist arithmetic is 100% plus 100% equals 100%. And he would often um, counsel uh, uh, potential, you know, wedding partners coming up, and they said, uh, you, you shouldn't look at it as a partnership, 50-50 partnership, because when you do that, inevitably, one spouse will say, hey, uh, say, uh, I've been holding up my end, but, you know, you're only giving 49%, <laughs> something along that line. Okay. Uh, whereas the, uh, in a relationship, uh, each spouse gives 100%, okay? And it's a different kind of arithmetic. And uh, and also, I, re- I would always remember when he did a uh, wedding ceremony and uh, he would give some advice to the newlyweds. And he would always talk about patience. Uh, as one of the key things. Of course, you have to respect one another. Uh, but patience. Okay? And uh, really look at what that implies and it's, how it's, you know, ramifications or implications in a relationship. Okay? Rather than being quick to say, hey, what's in it for me? Or, no, I'm doing my part. You're not doing your part, okay. and so forth. If each side says, "Well, you know, shows patience," then uh, the outcome is much better. Uh, one wedding gift that Adrian and I received from my parents is um, sort of a—it's a wooden uh, wall hanging of a. Chinese character carved in there. Uh, I, I, I don't remember uh, how it's read, but I know its meaning is respect. And we've had that on our wall. And we moved around quite a bit during our marriage. And but well, we always had that. Oh, it must be about mm, less than a foot square. And uh, it has a string on it. It's a kind of a artistic object, I guess, wall hanging. And we've always hung it up. And uh, I like to think that uh, maybe it had some subtle influence of, on us that to respect each other, um, which would include patience okay, and a whole lot of virtues, I suppose. Okay. Uh, sometimes we don't like to see a teaching uh, reflected back at us from a wall hanging when you have a disagreement or something. Okay. Um, but uh, when it comes to interpersonal relationships and so forth, there's nowhere between, there's nowhere, not even between uh, uh, siblings, between parent-child, adult-child relationships between spouses is the most, uh, is the strongest. 
in all ways. Strongest in terms of intimacy uh, and it's strongest in terms of getting upset. You know? um, so that's the real test of when we're looking at some Buddhist virtues, um, you know, patience and so forth. That is the, the litmus test, the, the gold standard, if you will, okay, in terms of uh, how we are observing uh, these kinds of virtues. Well, well, uh, I like the phrase true compassion, um, the kind of compassion that's sort of dualistically based. I'm helping, you know, the stronger uh, it helps the weak. Uh, more or less ethical compassion and so forth. But true compassion, spiritual compassion, Buddhist compassion. You know, we shouldn't call it Buddhist compassion. It's humanness, really. Human, the hum, the hum, humans are what's involved. Not an idea, but huh? based upon not some precept in terms of theism or, you know, uh, not based upon some uh, abstract idea of virtue, but humanness, human connection uh, based on that. Um, And I think that's uh, worthy of emphasis sometimes in reflection because sometimes it's easy where altruism becomes... Hides at the heart of it is some egotism. Oh, I, I'm so, I'm so, you know, you're patting yourself on the back okay, because of altruism, and it's really serving an egotistic type of thing. Okay, and maybe that's not that's not as bad as if you didn't do anything at all, okay, and so forth. But as a uh, ideal. Selfless compassion uh, is our ideal. And so my father often used to say, you know, there's no uh, shoulds in Buddhism. There's no sense of obligation. You want to help someone, you know. And uh, so when I think about certain teachings, um, uh, I'm reminded of some of his the way he expressed or applied the teachings. And I thought, and I really liked also in terms of today's Dharma glimpse in terms of, uh, you know, it's election time. Now, talk about a dualism. Red versus blue politics. So strong. And um, uh, it's very, you know, I, I don't want to mention his name, okay? And, uh, but uh, uh, the times reflect the, the well, I don't, I don't know how to say, intensity or the kind of uh, focus that's when it's uh, either or, them and us, polarization. That's um, and in fact, uh, one of the uh, 
uh, Dharma glimpses of in our email network communication uh, uh, they really liked one of the yeses in the recent oneness newsletter on the back cover uh, is a feature we call yes your everyday spirituality and it's that it's a monthly theme since we're a quarterly each uh, issue represents three months okay? the spring months summer months autumn months okay this was the autumn issue so you know September, October, November. And uh, one of them was us. The first one was, the theme was, and of course these yeses, we have kind of a neat uh, three-part title. One part is, uh, what is the theme for this one? And what is the method to operationalize it? and the purpose of it and so forth. So one of them was this person said, yeah, this is something really worthwhile thinking about, reflecting upon, you know, theme of polarization and the purpose of examining our internal politics. Uh, A lot of times we're thinking about too much about either or. And when we put our hands together and gosho, well, left and right, Hands coming together, usually we think of left and right as opposite things, but they, they do come together. Okay? And how about that when we're in all kinds of dualisms or either ors or red or blue and so forth? We should be, we should, uh, be more aware rather than let the small ego operating system be so dominant that we, you know, that we're not even aware of it. Well, hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Hmm.